best defenses in the in the NFL. Not, of course, counting their own um, very well stocked unit. I think that Jets defense, to your point, Brian, is going to be licking its own chops. I think the Patriots offense looks better in pretty much every way, except in the most important way, which is that Mac Jones really doesn't look that great. Um, we always knew the ceiling was relatively low low there, but in year one, the floor was perhaps a lot higher than we would have expected for, for a rookie quarterback, which gave people what I think now has turned out as we enter year three to have been a little bit of false hope. Um, I think the Jets will be really looking to get after them. I think they'll make it messy. I still think the Patriots have just enough on both sides of the ball to get over the line, though, because Wilson is just so poor. Um, that Wilson-to-Wilson connection where he got that one throw through the tight window makes you think, oh, maybe if you can just stay clean to your point, maybe if you get a measured game from him, just don't think it's in him. And I certainly don't think the Patriots are going to let him have that in uh, in this particular game. I think that I think the streak stays alive. All right, this is part three of our preview of the week three games on the Irish NFL show. For all of our podcast listeners, please check out all the other three previews where we get to all of Sunday's and Monday's games wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll just also add, if you like what you hear, can we give you a gentle encouragement to please review and rate the show? That really helps boost our visibility on the podcast platforms and helps others to find us. And wouldn't that be a great thing if we could welcome more to the Irish NFL show family? Right in the uh, mid-evening slate of games, we have the Saints at Packers first up column. Um, the Saints, as Brian predicted before the start of the season, let's give him his flowers, um, really looking to roll. Uh, Derek Carr even feeling magnanimous enough to text uh, Josh McDaniels, he said, uh, congratulating him on their win against the Broncos in game one of the season. Uh, underlining Derek Carr's leadership credentials, I know we're, we're all big fans of Derek on the on the show. Did the Saints get to 3-0 and here, or did the Packers, who have looked pretty tight with, with Jordan Love despite their injuries on the offensive line uh, find a way to get it done in what is their home opener their first two games of the year of course have been on the road well can I just say um, firstly the Derek Carr piece was hilarious because he, he says about congratulating on beating the, the Broncos just like we did last year and the year and he then he stops himself because he realizes how bad it's going to seem um, but much like the the Chiefs, you know, a rival, it's only a rivalry when there are two teams involved. Anyway, moving on from that, uh, th- this one, um, the the lyrics that came to mind, our house that has a crowd, there's always something happening and it's usually quite loud. I think you can apply that to both of these teams, um, both fantastic uh, at home, fans always show up, but two completely contrasting stadiums, Lambeau. In the middle, uh, you know, uh, cold and uh, known for being kind of inhospitable in terms of the, the weather. Compare that to uh, New Orleans and the the dome there and the way in which they go about their business. Um, this is this is a really interesting game because the Saints defense, I think, has been really good. And that's ultimately what what's done it for for them. I It's if Aaron Jones is is fit then i i would go hackers because I, I just think that they'll have enough but i don't know at the time of recording if he will be and he was back but he was limited and christian watson wasn't back um and that that was uh, that's i suppose where i have a concern um i because i do think that the Saints will be able to get pressure on the the Packers. Um, I'm 
I, I yeah, I am very torn on on this game. Um, but ultim- ultimately, um, let's go. It's Thursday. He's limited, but let's say our Jones plays and the Packers, because they're at home, win. But I say that probably with the least conviction of any game this weekend. Does love make the Lambo leap for you, Brian, or is it the Saints to keep marching on? It's the Saints to keep marching on for me, and I think it's a critical game in the season. I'll be week three because Alvin Kamara returns from from his suspension next week. So if the Saints were to get to three and zero without having to argue be their best running back there, I think that would be a huge piece in terms of just themselves in the prime position to go and win this division. Uh, they've conceded 15 points on defense and 17, respectfully, in two games. And um, when we did our season preview, we touched on how strong this defense would be. And Colin Wright and Colin out there, you know, there's so many Asian players there that has to be this year. Not going to be this year. You know, just the window of opportunity for this defense is gone. But we've seen so far that they are playing the likes of and the defensive schemes that Alan would like to see from them. Gary Carr hasn't set the, the world light so far. And they're but I think the kindness of this defense, we saw later on in the game last week, as good as Jordan Love was played in both games, six touchdowns, no interceptions, that the former Saints coordinator, as, as it happens, who's now in DC over there in Atlanta, he kind of found a way to get into his head and kind of unravel slightly from him. And the, the Falcons came back and won. I could see them getting into his head over the course of four quarters. I think the Saints defense, more so than the offense, will find a way to get this victory. So I think they'll slow them down. I think the Saints will do enough to go to 3-0, and but tight, tight game. But I still think the Saints will come out the right side. Yeah, like you, Brian, even at 2-0, I don't necessarily think the Saints have fully clicked offensively. We've been much more um, encouraged by what we've seen on the other side of the ball, where, as, as you both said, um, they've looked like they're firing pretty close to all cylinders. There's a couple of clips last week, a couple of uh, uh, moments where Derek Carr looked very frustrated and where he doesn't seem to quite have the connection with some of his receivers, a couple of miscommunications. Uh, obviously Olave looks amazing uh, and they've got plenty of weapons and when they get going they're very dangerous kind of loads to pick against the backers in their in their home opener I've uh, got plenty of scars from uh, from from visits to Lambeau for the Bears over the years but it's hard to know how good they are either um, it was um, at times very encouraging for them last week and, and love as I was saying the other day um, on our on our Tuesday show very efficient for the the amount of passing yards he had. He only had 151 passing yards, but that included three touchdowns. You know, the, the, the Falcons had to do an awful lot to get their way back into that game, but you wouldn't be encouraged from a Green Bay point of view with the fact that they did ultimately cough up that 11-point uh, lead to, to, to lose in the end, and the defense really got worn down by what the Falcons threw at them. I think there's a lot more coming their way of that nature from the Saints over the weekend. I think they'll look to take advantage of some of the flaws there. Um, that Packers O-line obviously dinged up. You know, when has that not been the case realistically for them over the last two seasons? Back to Yari gone again. Jenkins left the game early um, last weekend as well against the Falcons. That is a big concern for them. Um, I think on balance, I'm going Saints here. I'm not leaning heavily towards them, but I, I think New Orleans just about get it done. Um, Titans at Browns, Colin. Um, horrific injury for Nick Chubb, as we've talked about, which takes him out of the game. Um, they immediately went and brought in their old boy Kareem Hunt and um, who's got to be, uh, you, you would hope, fairly easy to plug into that offense. And um, they'll also look to lean a little bit more on Jerome Ford, who put up 106 yards and a touchdown deputizing for Chubb last week. They're also up against uh, one of the strongest run defenses in the league uh, in Tennessee. So this is a very intriguing matchup. Which way do you see it, Bent? I think this is a case of if I could turn back time for both of these uh, franchises, because, I mean, <laughs> my God, Watson... Like, he was awful 
awful. And people need to realize, like, you know, how much, like, uh, r- rightly, Russell Flack, Russell Wilson got last year for his play. But to Sean Watson, it was, it was every excuse rolled out for him and he missed time and this and this. He was awful the other night. He, the, the, when Chubb went down, like, this is it, buddy. This is you. You have the largest guaranteed contract. And remember now, Patrick Mahomes, they restructured it and they tried to put out something around Patrick Mahomes, the most guaranteed. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have the most guaranteed money. Sean Watson still has the most guaranteed money. 230 million. Patrick Mahomes is guaranteed 211. Um, and they, they handed it him the keys and he fell apart. Takes sacks, holds the ball too long. Absolute nightmare. On the other side, the Titans O-line is muck. And if you're Miles Garrett looking at that, um, you you are absolutely delighted. So this could be one of the worst. This could rival Colts Broncos from last year. I mean, this thing could finish three all. Um, you know, there there could be more goals in some of the League Two games uh this this weekend. I don't have faith in either of the these teams. Um, I I, re- I really don't. Um, I have I have probably more faith in in Mike Vrabel than than anyone else. And for that reason, I'm I'm going to go with the Titans. But again, like the the, the Browns should feast in, uh, you know, in terms of being able to get the Tannehill. I just don't think they'll be able to score points. Yeah, I'd agree. I have to say, before we bring you in, Brian, it's V for Rabel, V for victory for me. Um, I thought last week, Titans-Chargers game, it was like exactly on brand for both of those teams. Titans just tough every week. They show up and they, they find ways to get it done, even in tight spots, I think. And they'll be greatly encouraged by what they saw from, saw from Deshaun Watson last week. I mean, you look at him at times and think, did you throw a ball? Did you do any running or any conditioning while you were off? He doesn't even look fit. It's extraordinary how ponderous he is even when he's running. He just does not look like Deshaun Watson that convinced the Browns to part with all that guaranteed money for such a for such a flawed character. Um, it's win or bust for them, and it looks like bust for me on Sunday. Brian, what do you reckon? He did run in a touchdown in the opening game, guys. Just let's not forget that. He has, he is capable of having gone off and one. I know he's got Lamar Jackson in the but he does have a turn of legs. I mean, he may not be throwing the ball at the accuracy or the conviction which we saw back in the day in Houston but he still can use his feet he scored a number of touchdowns and I would trust him more than Tannehill offensively yeah I agree I think it'd be a low score game I think defenses by the be on top but I don't trust Tannehill on the road whatsoever three picks sorry in New Orleans two weeks ago and I think it's what we're seeing and seeing last year common to him he seems to be comfortable hanging at home and he struggles on the road and I think this game on the road is Going to Cleveland isn't easy. We saw it in week one with the Bengals. I think the Browns get back to winning ways. I think the Browns will be ruining that game on Monday because we spoke about the Steelers' offense, back to how poor it was in particular the numbers in which they put together in the fourth quarter. And despite the frailties about Deshaun Watson, I still think they look at it and go, bear in mind how much they got out of the running backs that came in and stepped in on the night that they didn't find a way to, to win that game. He used his point, so I think they rebound on Sunday. I think Jim Schwartz will have a nice job ready for Tannehill. Derek Henry hasn't gone over 100 yards in either game yet. Is he tailing off? You're talking about run defense. I think the Browns have a strong enough run defense to handle him. Browns to win a close one. Not, n- nothing we want to be watching all night long. Stick the red zone. Browns come out on the right side of it. Yeah, maybe a slightly more entertaining one in the first of the 9 o'clock games column where the Panthers travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. 
Panthers, of course, still looking for that first win. And um, Bryce Young, of all the rookie quarterbacks, probably had the most difficult start. You know, I don't want to be unfair to him, and he's also in a, in a tricky enough spot with that, with relatively little around him in terms of playmakers. In fact, uh, an awful lot rest more resting on his shoulders than you'd be comfortable with from a rookie point of view. Uh, and Seattle, not the easiest place to go to, and um, if you're in his position. Uh, Phil Collins saying that you can't her- hurry love, but you can hurry Geno Smith if you're Aaron Donald. Uh, this is it's a, a game where it looks like Bryce Young won't play. Uh, that seems to be almost confirmed. That he's an ankle injury and, and they don't want to risk it. Um, and, and why why would they ultimately? Because, you know, what, it, it, they're not going anywhere this, this year. It's about, get, you know, getting... Uh, Bryce Young up to speed so that you know he's right for next year. They they ended up having to give up so much um over the past few years in in their search for QB that they couldn't put proper weapons uh, around him, and uh, we're we're seeing that. So uh, Andy Dalton will play. I they don't they don't have enough, and if the Seahawks show up uh, in in the way in which they did uh, last week. I think it will be a much more comfortable game for them. But we saw week week one. I, I think the the Seahawks, um, you know, were a little complacent. Hopefully, that has shaken that out of them, and I expect them uh, to uh, get above five hundred after this game on Sunday. Brian, do you see a way for the Panthers to get it done with the Red Rocket at the helm? Absolutely not. For those who don't know yet, they're watching. We do it. We know we have a segment on the AK Bets uh, weekly betting podcast for you, Carl, from RTE. And I was on that this morning, and I was asked, "What is the banker the weekend?" And I said, "Seattle to cover the handicap, which is in the region of five and a half to six points, even with Andy Dalton playing or without Andy Dalton with Bryce Young." For me, this is the game of Seattle. What we thought we were going to see two weeks ago against the Rams, it'll be on Sunday. We saw it last week. In the second half, they put up 30 points in the second half last weekend. I know the game went to overtime. It was obviously the late touchdown. That's some number to put up in the second half when you've underperformed in the first half. We were talking with the Giants in Arizona. like That's a, that's a huge credit to the Seahawks. They put it up against a Lions team that a lot of people think are going to, are only going in one direction. That's the playoffs. And we thought this defense was back on track. Panthers have struggled in both games. For me, we saw it in the Falcons game. Bryce Young was off. Difficult task for Andy Dalton to go in there. Having not played this year all day, Seattle. I'd be, I'd be absolutely stunned. We've had a couple of moments over the past three or four years on the show where we've come into the Monday or Tuesday recap as we do it now and we're flabbergasted by results. This will be one for me. We think Seattle will come out convincing winners on Sunday. Yeah, that spread looks generous for me in the desert. Uh, maybe doing people a favour for once, Brian. I think that's definitely the, the banker of the weekend. I'm, I'm going Seattle on that one as well. And um, we'd like to spend a bit more time talking about that one than talking about the next game, Bears at Chiefs. What a week it has been at Hallis Hall. And the wheels very much coming off the wagon in Chicago by the looks of it. Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator, resigning during the week. Uh, reasons for that. He's saying personal reasons. Reasons uh, The Bears saying quite tight-lipped, uh, very tersely worded statement. Um, from the Bears, some uh, outrageous stuff coming out on Twitter. Uh, we don't know the truth of that, so we won't even get into it. Um, Justin Fields intentionally or unintentionally throwing the coaching staff uh, under the bus and having to walk back some comments at his locker room. Uh, Matt Eberflus and the GM, uh, Ryan Poles, to their credit, coming to Fields' defense and saying, look, everything's, uh, everyone's uh, on, the, on the one page here, but it certainly hasn't looked that way for the first two weeks of the season. 
um, handled by the Packers in week one, uh, beaten again by the by the Bucks, making Baker Mayfield look like Tom Brady in week two. And the Bears definitely the kind of team that you want your quarterback going up against if he needs to feel good about himself. Not that Patrick Mahomes needs a confidence boost, but uh, going into this one, I find it hard to see it being anything other than a mauling. There, there's always that sense in the back of your head that maybe, maybe this is a game where it puts it up to Chicago when they've got no pressure on their shoulders and they come in and, 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 and they surprise people and maybe keep it tighter. Don't see any way for, for them to win, though, this, this weekend, uh, even if things have been going better over the first two weeks of the season, I don't think I'd have had this one penciled in as a W as a Bears fan. And I see no reason whatsoever over the past seven days to change my mind. Bears drops 0-3. Uh, Chiefs go rolling. Brian, what do you think? Oh, it's, it's one of those when the war is against you and the war is caving in and every NFL analyst and media outlet and fan thinks this is a, a sure win and the handicap is two touchdowns and the Chiefs. It's only how many points the Chiefs are going to win by the team comes out battling and they, they outperform everybody's expectations and I could see that happen potentially for a half and then the Chiefs find a way to just get the, the only thing in this game is complacency that's the only way in which the Chiefs don't win this game with all due respect to the Bears and what the Bears have the Chiefs come out and think this is it you know one of those games we've seen it in the NFL many a time games take the foot off the gas think it's a home run game before they even go out there but it, I think that last two weeks ago in the division is the reason why Chiefs won't do that because I still think that we really disappointed in the nature of how they lost the game to the Lions. It's the second second game of the season. I mean, when have we seen the Chiefs lose back to back home games? And when have we even seen them lose two games over the course of the season, it might have happened maybe once or twice. Certainly not in this period under Andy Reid very often. So sorry for your troubles, Connor. I think we I think we all know of course how this game is going to go. But I don't know when it'll be the blowout, which everybody thinks. I think the Bears might outperform everybody's expectation but not enough to win the game Colin Justin Fields said in that press conference during the week that he's too robotic he blames on the coaching saying that he's going to go out this Sunday and say F it and just he's going to play is there any way that that works against the Chiefs at Gaia Field um, I mean there used to be the you know the, the, the joke about you know um, F it Megatron's down there somewhere the Bears don't have that. Uh, ultimately, uh, this, you know, that Cindy Lauper song, Time After Time, that's the Bears. Time after time, it goes wrong, the wheels come off, and the Chiefs are the exact opposite. Time after time, it goes right, they find a way to, to win. Um, yeah, things are not right in uh, Chicago at all, and um, the this is the, the Chiefs for me. When is it ever going to be Sweet Home Chicago? It's a long, long time since we've heard that one played. All right, we're previewing the Sunday and Monday night football games here on the Irish NFL Show. For podcast listeners, this is part 